You're listening to the Ball and Beats Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Ball and Beats Podcast. How are y'all doing, fellas? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Great weekend of sports in general. We yes. had we were on the call of the Toledo Kent State game on radio. Yes, we were really fun. That was a fun experience. Fun experience. Kent State's jerseys did not help us out no. at all. No, those yellow numbers and white jerseys did not go together. They did not whatsoever. It was terrible. It was absolutely it was terrible. You had us guessing names and <laughs> it's you know, we, we just hey, I think that's that guy. We'll go with that <laughs> because you know, we can't really tell by the jersey numbers, but you know, it was a really fun experience. It was not a great start to the game until it was down really, really early. 14 nothing within the first few minutes. And then 21 to nothing. 28 to 7 at one point in the second quarter. And then Toledo went on a 45 to 3 run and won the game 52 to 31. It was a big win. Yeah, it was a big win. It was a very fun uh, atmosphere to not really be a part of. <laughs> it gives me confidence. Because we were in a booth, but that was cool. We got yeah. fed, you know, that was all nice. Oh, a whole nice chilly. experience. But that gave me confidence the way Toledo played to be so far back and to come back like that gave me so much confidence that this team could very well be playing at Ford Field. Oh, for sure. But other than even that, I, since before the season started, have had this prediction about this one college football team that resides in the SEC East. Rocky Top. I said Tennessee was the sleeper of the SEC conference, and they are definitely not a sleeper. They are the sleeping giant that have now awoken. They knocked off Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. How do you feel about that? Um, I, feel I feel great. That you, I mean, you got to be right about something. I mean, you weren't right on Oregon. <laughs> like I always say, you weren't right on Oregon in that Oregon-Georgia game. They lost by 46. But, no, that was a fantastic game. Uh, we didn't really get to watch most of it because we were calling the game, but we checked on updates. We updated everybody that was listening to, to the sportscast. And – I mean, the way that game ended with Alabama missing a 50-yard field goal, you know, Hendon Hooker with a Heisman performance, you know, it's it's unreal. Something that, like, him and Stroud are on the same level now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. After that performance, Stroud has a lot of competition, and right behind him is Blake Corum. I think Blake Corum is one of those dark horse Heisman contenders because yes. he is everything for Michigan. J.J. McCarthy hasn't been special, but Blake Corum has been that guy and will be a top draft pick this year. But... For the Tennessee Volunteers, it's continue to win. Next week, this week, you got UT Martin. You're going to win that game. Then you got Kentucky at home, and then you go to Georgia. That's the game. That If you want to prove you're officially back, yes, you need to win that game on the road. Because yes. Georgia has not looked like the same team this year. Um, Stetson Bennett has not been the guy that we thought he was. He's a solid quarterback, but he's nothing more. After one game, people thought he was going to be like a, a dark horse Heisman, he, and, and it's he's been off no, He's been nothing more than just average. I mean, they struggled against Kent. They struggled against, you know, Missouri. Toledo beat Kent State by more than Georgia did, so therefore Toledo was better, better than, than Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, apparently. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot to go in it, but that was a heck of a performance by Tennessee. And congrats to, you know, Heupel. You know, th- that program has just been starving for a win. It's been 15 years since they beat Alabama. And seeing, I mean, any day you can see the Crimson Tide lose, it's a great day. You know, just seeing uh, the Alabama fans online with the excuses and refs and all that, your defense gave up 52 points. Can we just say, though, Alabama fans, and Saban as well, 
every time they lose, it's never their fault. No, never. Nope. It is never their fault. It's, it's always referees. It's always a call. It's always, a you know, something, a fumble or something. Yeah. It's never just, we played bad. Mm-hmm. It's never. And the truth of the matter is, they Al- bad Alabama's offense was great. Bryce Young had an outstanding game. He had like 400-some yards coming off a shoulder injury. Yeah. And him going into that game, he had a fantastic game. They put up 49 points, and they lost. Can we just say Tennessee also put up 52 points and beat Alabama without their best receiver? Yes. In yep. the game. And Jalen Hyatt, the receiver. Unreal six catches, 207 yards, five touchdowns. That is, that's unreal. That's just unheard of. That's almost as good or if not better than Smith and Jigba's performance. Granted, he had like 13 catches for 347 yards. Yeah. But to almost every time you touch the ball, score. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that's the kind of game that it was, though. I mean, that's like there was no defense in that game. You rarely saw a defensive stop. It was just one of those shootout type of games that, you know, I didn't expect that. I didn't, I thought, you know, Tennessee's defense is good and Alabama's offense or defense isn't the same as it normally is, but it's still a good defense. They still have playmakers like Jordan Battle on defense mm-hmm. and, of course, Will Anderson. Well, yeah, Will Anderson's one of the best defensive players yeah. in college but football. But the problem is, the is that Alabama, they, these teams like Alabama and Georgia, they're not looking like the same. They're not looking like the Georgia we know and the Alabama we know. With Alabama, this is the most undisciplined team I've seen Saban have yeah. probably ever yeah. as Bama's head, as being their and head coach. Is, probably is, outside of his, what, first few years, they weren't, they were okay. But Yeah. And this is ultimately going to lead to, you know, if Georgia is 12-0, 13-0, and they win the SEC, you know, Alabama – you know, if they or if Alabama wins, Alabama wins out, they are going to be twelve and one SEC champions. Georgia wins out, loses to Alabama, they'll be eleven one runner runners up SEC East champions. Tennessee loses to Georgia, they're eleven and one. They lose in the regular season. <laughs> I already know to where Georgia. you're going with this. Yeah. Who did they put in? They put in Alabama, but did they put in Georgia or Tennessee? That's the question. Do they put in three SEC schools? That would be something that I don't I, think I could take. To be I don't. Honest. Want I couldn't that. take, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. But the problem is, is like you have other teams like Okie State lost over the weekend. One of those teams I thought could make it. Now TCU it's TCU. Is, UCLA and Oregon play this weekend. One That's of those teams. Be a good say, game. say UCLA wins. And, say UCLA ends the year undefeated. They're in. I don't care what anyone says. UCLA would be in. You have to have an undefeated power five conference champion to be in. And, you know, with regardless. Ohio State and Michigan, those two teams. Say if it, both of them went out, they're, both one, of them, of one of them's in. They're going to take, if, if. You could even argue, say, the like, say Ohio State's only lost to Michigan or Michigan's only lost to Ohio State. They, you could arguably say they, one of those teams could still make it Both of those well. teams should make it. You easily both there, of those teams, one of them will win the Big Ten. This is why the, the playoff should be where it's going to be at 12. Because yes. Then there is no argument. All those teams will be in, yeah, of some capacity. Because you have teams that should be making the playoffs and they can't yeah. because there's two, you know, little schools or sorry, not two little schools, but two little rooms. There's only four spots, mm-hmm. and they know, they're going to they're going to reserve a spot for Alabama every year. They're going to yes. reserve a spot for Georgia every year. It seems like they would reserve a spot at twelve with but Ohio State every is, year as well. Is that 100%. is Tennessee? Would Tennessee be that? Can they have a three team SEC team playoff? Three teams from the SEC. What if Ole Miss only I will has one say loss? This. I will say this. Ole Miss is undefeated as Tennessee, well. Tennessee, the one thing that I'm not, that I'm weary of is Tennessee. 
Their defense did not impress me. No. And they had a lot of holes. Their defense is 104th in the country. Yes. They do not have a good pass defense. They give up a lot of yardage, and you saw that against Alabama. But their offense makes up for it because their offense is that good. Thing is with Tennessee that I'm worried about is, you know, riding the high of finally getting over to hump Alabama. Like a lot I of teams I think the good do. thing is they have a they have a home game against UT Martin this week. Yes. Their next two home games are UT Martin and then Kentucky. But think about it. They finally beat the class of the SEC, regardless if they play UT Martin or anybody. Like once they go back I mean, to the SEC they, games, they feel like, oh, we already beat the top. See, there's, there's a difference between you know? playing UT Martin on the road and, you know, beating Penn State and then going on the road to Iowa if you're Ohio State. That's true. That's a big Big difference. You're on the road in Kinnick, other than you're at home at Neyland and playing a team, the Seahawks, I think they are. The UT Seahawks. <laughs> the UT <Martin laughs> Seahawks. But, um, yeah, it, congrats to Tennessee. Their fans have been deserving this for a while. Um, I want a piece of that goalpost. But this brings right. me to my point that I told you guys my hottest take I think will be in this college football season. I think that the national champion will come from the Big Ten East. And it won't be Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It won't be Penn State. Won't be I Michigan genuinely State. think, well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck, big, Tuck is big win against Wisconsin over the weekend. You know, Tuck is definitely not coming. I'm sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> Tuck's coming for that paycheck because he got overpaid. Um, no, I, I think Ohio State and Michigan are the two best teams in the country. I do. Michigan really impressed me over the weekend. You don't rush for over 400 yards against a good not a, not a not a run-of-the-mill defense, a good defense. Penn State, you know, you can say what you want about their offense. Their offense, they rely on the big plays. They don't just slowly drive down the field, but that's what you get with Sean Clifford. From highlights that I've seen, I'm not going to lie, it almost looked like Penn State kind of gave up more than Michigan dominated. Well, the problem is, is that, well, then that's their fault. Yeah. It, 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 that's it, it, their it, fault. Penn though. State had a lead in they the did. second half. Or it, it could have been second half. quarter. It was My, it was uh, when it was fourteen thirteen because we were talking about it when we mm-hmm. got into the game. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. And um and then Michigan took a two point lead heading into halftime. But the problem is is that just Michigan's run run game is probably the best in the country. Corum is a beast. That's what they say, rely on. You can on, say what you know. You can, Don, Donovan, Donovan Edwards, Edwards is also another great yes. running back because I think he had over a hundred rushing he did. yards. He had more yards than Corum. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They have a great one-two team. It was like 173 and 166. And, you know, I don't like Michigan. I, I really don't. I, I don't respect them, but I I, <laughs> I, I know. I hear that, it every day. <laughs> I will say that they are good. They are a very good team, and I think that, you know, I I honestly think they would beat Tennessee. I do think they would they beat are? Tennessee. Alabama, I think, would be close. I think that they would maybe edge them out. Georgia, I think they would beat Georgia this year. I think this Michigan team is better than last year's team. Yes. Because overall, and it's not they have be- a better team. It's not because of our quarterback. Because J.J. McCarthy's playing like... J.J. McCarthy's playing okay. He's playing good, he's not, but... He's not anything special, but he can win you games. For he, me, had that, he had that pick six. Yes. But other I, than that, and then with Ohio State, I mean, there's not much else more you can say. You can dog them about their schedule. You can dog them about the teams they're playing. The, the fact of the matter is they have a top five win. I don't care what you say. I don't care what it is. They have a top five win. Yes. I know Notre Dame's three and three. Yeah. They were top five at the time when they played. We heard all that with LSU. We heard all that with Alabama in the past few years. The SEC gets that edge. OSU gets it as well. Yes. So OSU has not faltered. And while they didn't look good against Notre Dame, 
I really can't They've see. Done. I can't. Um, I don't see a hole in this team since I saw. Other than their corners. Yeah. The corners have been shaky. Denzel Burke has not been good. If you think about it, though, still, even regardless, if you look at last year, they would still give up like 28, 31 points to teams like their starting defense. They're only giving up maybe 10, 13. Yeah. Their defense has improved under Jim Knowles, like we hoped it would. It's number five in the country. Yeah. We hoped it improved and it did. Now, the Can it do it against Michigan? OSU's biggest the- test is in two weeks. They go to Penn State. It is a noon game, so it's not the whiteout, which helps a lot. I know OSU plays good in the whiteout, but I don't want to play in the whiteout. I'd rather play a noon game. Um, I know. Are because, you ready a, for- because a night <laughs> game and a noon game, they're two separate. They're just two separate things. That's why I'd love to see an OSU-Michigan night game, but that won't ever happen. Yeah. It's a tradition. Yeah. Um, so are you ready for a big noon kickoff from Ann Arbor for Ohio State? We're sponsoring the Ohio State-Penn State. Penn State. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, going, they're following OSU now. They got Iowa at OSU, and then next week they have Ohio State at Penn State. Um, then they'll probably do Michigan, Ohio State, and alternate. And the next thing you know, they'll just, you know, big noon kickoff from Columbus, Michigan <laughs> at Ohio State. Yeah. College game day will be there. Everybody will be there. I, yeah. I don't see another rivalry game. That's I, 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 I genuinely think when it comes down to it, I think it'll be just like 06, one versus two. I think we can get to that point where both teams will be number one or number two by that time that game comes. Because you I mean, if Tennessee falls, if Georgia. George, if Georgia looks the same that they are, OSU could theoretically, if they put on a good show D1. against Iowa, they could move up say, to one. Ohio State, historically, not saying they have the last like year or two, but historically have always defensively done exceptionally well at stopping the run, specifically at the best running backs in the conference. Jonathan Taylor, they would stop. Yep. They would stop the Melvin Gordons. They would stop, you know, any any of these guys. And that's why, it, you know, the game's going to be the game. Because and it's going to be Michigan's elite running game against OSU's elite rush defense. Yes. Like, see, here's the, that, that that's where that game's going to, like, come down to. Can Ohio State stop the run? If Ohio State stops the run, Michigan's, I don't think it'll be close. Michigan's one-dimensional. I will say that. Michigan is one-dimensional that if their run game's not going and Blake Corum is struggling and Donovan Edwards is struggling, you don't see J.J. McCarthy throwing these 40-yard bombs like C.J. Stroud is to a Buka Consi- or to Marvin But, like, Harrison. consistently. Because the problem is J.J. McCarthy just can't connect on long long balls. Yeah, he he's, can, he's, he's overthrowing it, and he's inaccurate. I, I don't genuinely see a defense who can stop Ohio State's offense for four full quarters. I don't see Hold them under any. 20 points, even though Notre Dame kind of did. Kind of did, but that was also the first week game one, of the season. first game of the season, and all OSU's. the hype about Marcus Freeman coming in. Like, people forget, that was like Marcus Freeman's, like, Super Bowl. Yeah. That was technically Notre Dame's Super Bowl. That's their first game of the season going to the horseshoe, and next year— And their head coach is a former Buckeye player. And next year it will be in, South, in South Bend. It'll be the same for them. It will be their Super Bowl. So, I mean— I, I think OSU or Michigan wins the Natty. I think that if you know if Michigan goes in, to Ohio State and beats the Buckeyes, they're winning the Natty. And I think that if OSU beats Michigan, who will be their toughest test, OSU will win the Natty. Because I think those are the two best teams in the country. I do. Georgia doesn't look the same. Alabama just lost. And you can say all you want about Tennessee. They, they had a great game. That was Tennessee Super Bowl one. And two, their defense, I think OSU would put up 100. Good old Rocky Top. <laughs> Spend my dollar. 
I think Barked and hollering Eve Mountain With that Tennessee defense. Ohio State Tennessee National Championship You know game. what I'd be all for it <laughs> Peyton Manning's gonna come back And win it for Tennessee <laughs> He's gonna have another year Of eligibility You know, you know Hendon Hooker's gonna be 25 When he's drafted Yes <laughs> Yes. No wonder why he beat Alabama. He's a men among boys. <laughs> Dude was 18 when J.J. McCarthy was 12. <laughs> yeah. J.J. McCarthy was literally sitting there in fourth, fifth grade while Hendon Hooker was falling at his senior prom. <laughs> Honestly. But, yeah, that was such, it was such a great weekend of college football specifically. We can completely forget the NFL exists. Yes. Um, we will forget the NFL exists for this week. Uh, you don't want to talk about the Browns? Like, we don't want to talk about the Browns. We don't want to talk about oh. the Lions. There's, I mean, you guys had a bye week, so it was a victory. We a still dub. lost. You still, it was a dub. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we do not need to talk anything NFL-related besides the fact that Russell Wilson and the Broncos lied. Congrats, congrats, to, the Bills. congrats to the Bills, by the way. I'm getting revenge on the That Chiefs. is true. We yeah. did pick Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen with that hurdle. Yeah, that was impressive. I saw. Yeah, me and my friends were watching that. Oh my I gosh. will say this: that Bailey Zappi turns into Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> when he plays Detroit and Cleveland, we please stop. <laughs> we'll see what just he does. Hey, we'll see what he does against trade, Chicago. Trade Mac Jones to Detroit. I don't even know. <laughs> so we're gonna pivot. <laughs> shout out the Pivot Podcast and shout out basketball because that's where we're pivoting to. Basketball season, NBA season starts tonight. Yes, I can be happy again. We have. Sixers at Celtics, Lakers at Warriors. First games of the regular season, they NBA tip off. With, they always have Lakers Warriors on every opening night. Yeah, season. I know. <laughs> NBA on hey, TNT. Shout out that crew, best crew in sports they just got media. Yeah. They just signed for I think six more years. Charles Barkley yeah. got like two hundred million. Yeah, hundred million. That is million. the best. Crew. That is honestly my favorite crew of all sports. It really is. College game day in them. Those are my two yeah. favorite. College game day's kind of falling off though. Like I prefer Big Noon kickoff over College Game Day now. College Game Day has has that uh, what's that called nostalgia to it. To, yeah, yeah, but still. you don't need a three hour pregame show for college football. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. It, it drags on, but we'll stop talking about that. No, it's. So. I'm really excited for basketball season. I mean, the Pistons. I don't think they're going to be very great, but I think that they will be fun to watch. For your Thunder, it's a tank for Wembenyama, and for your Heat, um, make the playoffs. You, you make the playoffs. You know, in fight, hope, try do, some, do something in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, My biggest question is Tyler Hero with that extension. Does he prove that he's worth all he, that he, money? He That's going to be the question. Really good. The year of the bubble guppies. <laughs> <laughs> Very inconsistent and terrible the following year. Last year, he was sixth man of the year and deservedly so. This year's he got the extension. I think he got the extension a little prematurely because he needed, I think, prove it this year to get, to, to get that extension. But he's got to play. He's got to be like a... 18, 20 points per game. Honestly, he shouldn't be on the bench. If they're paying him that much, he should be starting over Kyle Lowry. Simple as that. He should be the starter at, 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 the, at the one. He should. Um, but he's got to prove it. He's got to prove it for sure. Um, but, yeah, this prospect we're all talking about, Victor Webinyama, <laughs> has more hype around his name than LeBron James did. Yes. People are saying if Victor People are saying if LeBron James and Webinyama were in the same draft – at those ages, that Wembenyama would go number one over LeBron. He is seven foot four. Like, I forgot how what he weighs. Like, what does he weigh? Like one ninety, two hundred, or something like that. Yeah, somewhere they, in there. He weighs like 
fifty pounds more than Chet Holmgren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chet Holmgren apparently weighs like one ninety. Yeah, which is surprising. One, I, I, he must have been wearing a fat suit getting on that. Yeah, bench. because he looks like he's one seventy. One seventy. That's nice. You see him in the preseason when Anthony Davis goes up against him. Oh my. But it's gonna be rookie mode on two K. This kid, this kid from France, Wembenyama, is a seven foot four prospect, freak and athlete. He he brings the ball up. Freak <laughs> athlete. He plays the one. That is, or he doesn't always play the one, but he but can you don't he, see he, that. He the thing is, he can literally play any position. Yeah. He can be a forward. He can be a guard. He can also be a center. Which is, is he done growing? That's the crazy. And I think you're out. gonna see teams intentionally tank for him, and that's gonna cause Adam Silver to come in and be like, hey. You know, why are you putting out lineups that aren't even in the G League? You know, it, come January, February, when teams are already, you know, what they are, you know, you're going to see teams want to get this guy. They're, they already want him now. Yeah. Wembenyama hey. is the number one overall pick. Honestly. Regardless to, regardless who it is and regardless what they need. Yes. yes. It doesn't matter. Take the best player available. Yeah. This dude, and could, that's be, this dude could be a game changer. Mm-hmm. I think he will be a game changer. Yeah. I say the is, Thunder just a, trade all their picks. Fun last name to say. We have so many first. Yama. The Thunder have so many first round picks. I say we just trade them. It sounds like the kid from the G League Ignite who he played against in preseason, Scoot Henderson, is also. He's like, also. He's, yeah, he's, he's the number two consensus. That's, yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds like. It's anyway. going to be one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a good consolation prize. It's kind of like uh, in the NHL in 2015 when the first overall pick got Connor McDavid, second overall pick got Jack Eichel. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you still get a great player. Yeah. It's practically, if you're in another draft, you're going number one. Yes. You know what I mean? Literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Tank season. Yeah, so NBA season is starting tonight. I'm, I'm excited for basketball season simply so I can forget about my Cleveland Browns for a couple for a, for a little bit. I know. Uh, the Thunder but, play tomorrow night at the Timberwolves. But, yeah, with my, with my Miami Heat, I don't, I don't think we're going to be, like, Game seven Eastern Conference Finals this year, but I hope we can get to at least possibly get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's the farthest we can make it. Uh, the problem is the Heat didn't get better. They didn't add anybody. No. They got older. Kyle Lowry is, you know, getting older. Jimmy. They were but- hoping for Jim- a Donovan Jimmy- Mitchell or a KD, and it never happened. Jimmy Butler is still Jimmy Butler. He's going to get you 20 a game. He gets you, you know, eight rebounds, seven assists. He's still a great player. Um, Tyler, Harrow, you got to hope Harrow improves, at least goes north of 20, 20 to 1, 22 points a game, and hope that he improves in the way of he can be that lethal six man off the bench. They are paying him to be the one. He, sh- I don't, I mean, I, yeah, he is six man. He should be starting. He should be the one over yeah. Lowry. I'm sorry. He should or be move starting. Lowry to two and somehow just reconfigure the, he should be the starting, starting lineup a little bit. As that. Yes. Like, I don't know why this dude isn't starting. I don't know what else he has to do. And Bam out of bio, just keep being Bam. Bam will be fine. Yes. Yeah. Bam's one of those guys who, when he really wants to, he can be the guy to stop Giannis, or he can be that guy to stop Embiid. He I has that capability, I, I, and he's know, proven it. For as much as, you know, the Pistons were bad last year, I really thought I thought would have been a good fit for Jeremy Grant was Miami. Mm-hmm. I think he could have been that forward that really helped them. Um, Jeremy Grant's a very good player, but he's not a star. But – I think he's going to be good in Portland, but I wanted him to be in Miami because I know that he would have won or a chance to win a title in Miami. I don't think he has that in Portland, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. It's going to be a fun NBA season. It really is. So we have some predictions for the season. Uh, We can either share, like, the whole, like, who's making a play. We don't have to go deep into why teams are going to be in certain positions, but we can just quickly run through. So, uh, 
for like the predictions where teams are going to be in the playoffs or which teams will make the playoffs. You want to start from the top? You want to start from the bottom? We'll start from the bottom. We'll start in the plan. Huh. Start from the plan? Oh, I have 15 through one. All right. I, we don't need to say who's – we can just say who who we think will be like dead last and that's it. Um, we don't need I to think, say who's – I think the Spurs will be dead last in the West. I think the Magic will be dead last in the East. That's fair. Uh, I think it's a debate between Houston or um, – yeah, Houston or San Antonio, I think, will probably be dead last. Utah could in the West as well. I think with Colin Sexton, though, I they'll, think that takes him up a few spots. Yeah. I think he can win them in, a few In games. the East, I think it's got to be Orlando or it's got to be uh, possibly New York this year. I don't see New York doing much. Really? Even with Jalen Brunson. Huh. Okay. I think I think Detroit's better. Yeah. I think Detroit's better I mean, than the Knicks. I have the Knicks higher just because I think that they will be better. I like R.J. Barrett, and I like Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle is a solid player. He kind of peaked two years ago, but I still think he can get you 17, 18 points a game, mm-hmm. 10 rebounds. Um, so I guess we can start with the plan. I have the Pistons at 11, so I have them just outside the plan in the East. Um, at number 10, I have the Bulls. I think that the Bulls, teams got better. You know, teams like, you know, Atlanta got better. Cleveland got better. The Sixers got better, and they will get better. Milwaukee got better. I have the Knicks higher than the Bulls just because they added Jalen Brunson. I think Brunson with, you know, one guard minutes, getting 30-some, 30, 30, 35 minutes per game, I think he can get maybe to 20 points a game. Um, He impressed me in Dallas, but I think Luka kind of took some minutes from him and kind of took some points from him. So I think in New York that helps. But with the Bulls, um, DeMar DeRozan was very phenomenal last season. He was an MVP candidate I towards think, the end of the year I almost. He's, I think he's going to regress, though, because the Bulls started to go downhill towards the end of the season. I think that's going to be them, but I think they will have just enough to make the plan. Mm-hmm. For number 10 in the East, uh, I have Toronto. I think that their roster is starting to get a little bit older with Van Fleet, Siakam. I'm surprised Siakam's still there. Yeah. Um. They've got a lot of pieces, but they're starting to get a little bit older now. They've been around. They're veteran. I mean, you could argue that could be a good thing, but I think there's just a lot of teams in the East that are just getting better added pieces that are going to really make them take off, and I just think Toronto's going to be kind of forgotten about. But I think they'll have enough to make the play in easy. Even at number 10, I think they're going to be too much better than other teams who won't. My number 10, I have the Hawks making it in at number 10. It's because Trey Young is great. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But he needs more pieces because I know that— He got DeJounte Murray. I know. And they just—and I know that they just signed Hunter to a four-year extension. They got Cam Reddish. But I don't think it's enough. I will will say I don't like the idea of two point guards in the same lineup. I think that's too— I've never liked the idea of two point guards. That means Murray's got to be the two. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to take Trey from the one. They paid Trey so much money. I mean, they're not going to. Well, Trey's, he, he should be a one yeah. over DeJounte one. anyway. DeJount, but DeJounte, I think, can't, is going to be, they're just going to be two ones, one A and one B. Yeah. So, I will, that's that's fair. That is I a- have them higher, but I will say that's fair. Yeah. Um, at number nine, I have the New York Knicks. I think that they did get better in this offseason. I think that they'll slightly, you know, I think they'll just make the plan with adding Jalen Brunson. I think that adds more firepower. I really like R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. He's a very underrated shooting guard. And Julius Randle is, he's hes good. There's not really much else. He's just good. Um, he peaked a few years ago, 
but he's good still. Um, I think that, you know, I think that the Knicks will make it. I think barely. I don't think that they make the playoffs, so I think they just make the play-in. Yeah. Uh, nine, I got uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Now, uh, they've had a lot of off-season issues. Yeah. Miles Bridges, James <laughs> Booknight. And just, just, just yesterday, James Booknight as well. Yep. He's had like 55 incidents with driving. Yep. Yeah, he's done. LaMelo Ball, he is not starting the year. I do no. think Charlotte because he's will, injured. I think Charlotte will like be terrible to start this season, but I feel like they're going to be like the Boston Celtics of last year, where they have like this weird comeback out of nowhere, and they're going to fight to make the play in. I think I think it, you could easily put Detroit at the nine over Charlotte, but I feel like Lamelo Ball's overall talent. I think for some reason he's just going to carry them into the play in. Not they're not going to make the playoffs. I think Toronto has a better chance of making it in the playoffs. The Hornets at just 10. seem like they always make the play-in, but they lose. But yes. the Hornets, I think the That's Hornets have. just have too much random talent <laughs> to not miss the play-in. So. Well, they already waived one of those random talents. Sorry, Leangelo, but Leangelo ain't never gonna make all. He was never nothing. <laughs> but my number nine, I actually do think that it will be the Pistons that make the play-in. I think Kate Cunningham can lead this team to a play-in win. Having Spencer I, smile over here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kate is good, and he proved it. To, I didn't think he was going to be that good last year, but he proved me wrong. He got out to a really slow start. He did not shoot the ball well. Yes. And I think the addition of Jaden Ivey really helps. I think he's going to be a front-runner for rookie of the year also. You, you could argue Ivey has a chance to be rookie of the year, I, for sure. I would. I don't see anyone else that I, – I would say Chet, but he's not playing this season, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. But I do, I do have the Pistons at nine. That would be fun. Um, let's see. At number eight, I have Toronto. I agree with Logan to where the Raptors are getting older, Pascal's getting older, Fred Van Vliet's getting older, and Scotty Barnes, the reigning – Rookie of the year. I don't know how. I don't know how he won rookie of the year, but he did. Um, this team is just average to me. Yeah. It just looks like mid. This is just like a team that will win you like 44, 45 games. Max. Maybe like a little less. They'll be in their early 40s, like 43 and 39. They'll be like the Cavs last year. Well, there'll be like, they'll just be like average. They'll just be at like 500 the most of the season, and then they'll get a little bit over and make the plan. Mm -hmm. um, Toronto doesn't impress me really, um, but I think that they do have enough pieces where you know Pascal's still good, Fred Van Vliet's still good, and Scotty Barnes is good. I think that they still have pieces to make you know the play in OG and Anobi as well. Yeah. Um, my number eight is Chicago Bulls. Uh, I think you were a little bit right where you think Demar Derozan might regress a little bit. I don't know if he will necessarily regress. I just think that the overall talent in the East that is there is just going to be better than it was last year. There's there's so much so many more new pieces in the East, and I just think Chicago is going to be a little bit left behind. But I still think that they are a playoff team. I do think they will still make the playoff, but I think they're not good enough to be top six. So they'll make the play-in. I actually believe it's the team that he thinks will be in the play, and I think the Knicks take the spot. I think literally everything that Spencer already said, I think R.J. Barrett's going to – I wouldn't say that this is a prove-it year, but I think he will be much better than he was last season. Julius Randle, 
I wouldn't say he has that dog in him, but he he's still good. He peaked. See, like, yeah, he just he, peaked. See, here's the thing with the Knicks. They're they're the Knicks. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. That's why I just can't trust them. I can't trust the Knicks. I will never be able to trust the Knicks. I also hate the Knicks to begin with. Well, it's a Miami Heat rivalry. Yeah. So, but at the same time, the Knicks are the Knicks. It's kind of like the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Yeah, but the Cowboys are four and two, and they're going to make the playoffs. The Knicks made the playoffs a few years ago, and yet they lost in five. Yeah. Um, number. No, uh, let's go to number seven in the East. All right, number seven. Um, I have the Nets. I have Brooklyn. Um, I think that this team is literally just KD and Kyrie. Yes. And that is it. Joe Harris is there. You don't want to watch Ben Simmons throw some air balls? Uh, ben Simmons. Seth is, Curry. Ben Simmons. Seth. Eh, he's not good as his brother. <laughs> he's just average. And the Nets team, I just think that with all the drama in the offseason with KD, with being, you know, wanting, you know, traded, Kyrie, we didn't know about his future. Ben Simmons. And then there's just Ben Simmons there ready to, you know, average 10 and 10. I think that this Knicks team isn't going to be as good as people say it is because, you know, I've seen them at like five on NBA preseason power rankings. I don't think the Nets are going to be that good. I think they're going to be like a few years ago way they're at seven, and I think the Knicks will be the last team to be in the play or first team to be in the play-in, my bad. For the seven in the East, I like Atlanta. I think Atlanta, I think they're almost too good to make the play-in. I like the addition of DeJounte Murray, but you are correct with the fact that it is two ones. I've always said every time that there's been like two ones on a team, like with Harden and Westbrook in Houston, I said it would not work. I said basically anywhere that Westbrook is gone, it's just not going to work. And there's nothing against Westbrook, but every team he's gone to has had their solid one. You know, there's two ones never work. Chris Paul, James Harden didn't work. You know, I mean, they were they had that team where they easily could have made the finals. But two ones... It, it it just doesn't usually work. But I think Atlanta can find a way. I think they can find a way with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. I think those are two, like, really good young pieces that are – they're not like the age of Harden and Paul were, where they're vets and they've already solidified themselves in the league a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they could still find their way with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Atlanta's got too much talent to not make the playoffs. They're making a play-in at seven. They're lucky they're not in the top six. They could easily make top six. But let's do Western uh, play-in, and then we can just kind of quickly go through okay. yeah. the rest. So this is my hot take with the NBA. Um, at number 10, I have the Kings. I think that this team is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis. This team has a great one-two punch. Buddy Heald, I think, is still there. No. No? I think he's in Indiana. Yes, I believe oh, so. Oh, that's right. They traded him for yeah. Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Halliburton. Oh, yeah, they traded him. Um, either yeah. way, I don't I don't see this team, like, as going to be anything special. But I think that the West, like, the bottom half is so bad. What they did was they traded Heald and Halliburton for Sabonis. Yeah. So I think that the West is just so bad that I think the Kings will just barely make the play in. <laughs> that ain't happening, but I, I I love your enthusiasm when it comes to the Kings. This is also... I mean, you got teams like the Spurs, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Rockets. I mean, those teams are worse than the Kings, in you my could, opinion. You could argue, yeah, and that's the fair. the Blazers normally... The Blazers, like every other year, will be like eight. So, I mean, eight or playing now. I just think... I Give it to Sacramento. They got to have some hope, right? 
<laughs> they can make the play-in, but maybe not make the playoffs. Oh, they're not making the playoffs. The, the Kings will get eaten alive by the seven seed. But For the 10 seed, I like the New Orleans Pelicans. I like Zion to have a bounce-back year. Even though they make the 10, I actually think they make the playoffs. I actually think regardless, I think they find a way. I I love – they're they're not going to do exactly that well to start. in the regular season to start. But I think Zion is going to come back. He's He looks – in shape. He looks like he has really worked hard to he wants to prove people wrong. And I think Zion's out for a little bit of a vengeance here. Uh give me New Orleans a ten. I like I like them to make plan. I got I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I have the Trailblazers at ten. I'm sorry, but I as much as I well, obviously I'm a Thunder fan, so I don't like the Blazers You anyway. hate the Blazers. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them anyways, but Honestly, in recent years, they really have started a downward spiral. And I'm sorry, but Damian Lillard is not the answer. He's, don't get me wrong. He was. He was, but you can have, you can only have so many clutch moments. I mean, he's the, seems like he's the only player on the team, which isn't true. They have, they have a solid team. They do, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's solid enough to, I think they just get a play in this year. I don't know. I don't, they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I don't think it happens this year. Yeah, number nine. For number nine, I have a team that everybody hypes up every year that never lives up to the hype anymore because it's not the bubble. I think that the Lakers will make the nine spot. Um, I think that, you know, you have LeBron. That's – you have LeBron. And you have <laughs> you have Anthony Davis, who should be healthy now. Uh, the Russell, <laughs> the, the, the Russell Westbrook experiment – they're has, ben- has you see failed. They're, they're benching him. Has, has failed awful. Yeah, apparently he's going to be six man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, good, because he doesn't deserve the minutes to be a point guard. Um, <laughs> I just think that the Lakers, you know, with all the hype around this team, I think that they don't have a good bench, but I think that they have two superstars, and honestly in this league sometimes that's all you need to yeah. make a play in. Right. Uh, for me, my number nine seed is a team you just mentioned, Portland Trail Blazers. I think Damian Lillard uh, will still be good enough to carry Portland to the play-in tournament, Damian Lillard is still, he's one of my favorite players in the league still. I've always loved Damian Lillard, the way he plays the game, uh, not necessarily the fact that he just chooses to stay in Portland. Yeah, I kind of wish he went somewhere else, but uh, I've always been a fan of his game. Uh, he's a small-schooled guy, just like Curry was, a very small-schooled player coming up and had to fight for it, and he's just an absolute dog. Uh, but Portland... Don't have McCollum no more. Anthony Simons is a good player. Yeah, I think Nurkic is still there. That's a solid center. They added Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. They have solid pieces. They're good enough to be playing team. So, my number nine is the same as Spencer's. I have the Lakers making the playing at nine. Honestly, they could. I wouldn't be surprised if they're ten. This, I would. This team's not winning a, a playing game. I don't think they make. I don't think they win the plan. This Lakers team, I don't trust with anything. I just trust that they can, you know, be get you like 38 40 wins <laughs> especially with how many times they're on national tv i mean see fair. and i know that there's all the hype on Raban because what the point record or something is about to be broken he's yeah. so close to he's, it he's, but uh, technically if you want to consider like all time he already has the most all time yeah they do like the all time one with kareem is the regular season ones yeah they don't count po- if you include regular playoffs. season and playoffs he has the most already so they're just not going to count that. No, but um, uh, but yeah, I, I just, the Lakers they, and I don't 
And what the coach said about putting Russell on the bench so that he can lead the second unit, I don't think that helps at all because they don't lead have a second lead, unit. Lead them to what exactly is the real question. <laughs> <laughs> to the um, end of the line. At number eight, I have New Orleans. I think with Zion coming back, I think they have a great, a, such an underrated forward combo in Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Um, it's one of my favorite young forward groups in the league when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, CJ McCollum's there, and, you know, this team just should be fun to watch. Um, they're one of those younger teams, one of those upbeat teams. I think that now that Zion is actually, you know, sh- in shape, and I think that yeah. Zion has actually, you know, got some muscle. He looks like Zion Williamson like we saw in Duke. I think it's going to help this team tremendously. For sure. I think they'll make the play. Yeah, I put them at 10, but they could be higher on this list. Yeah. Uh, I think even if they make 10, they will make the playoffs. Uh, at eight, I have the Lakers. I have the Lakers at eight. Uh, I think they could have a little bit of a better season if people are healthy. If AD is healthy, I think they can have a somewhat solid season. I do think the Lakers make it as the eight or the seven. It just dep- They can make it as seven or eight, but I don't see them getting past first round of the playoffs. But I think this year they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be good enough. From so LeBron. Because honestly, if you look at last year, LeBron had 30 points a game. LeBron was ball. Yeah, he just he had just nothing. Nobody. He had nobody else. It was, the, it was the 2018 Cavs all over again. Yeah. And he's, he, LeBron's at the point in his career where he just can't carry. Yeah. yeah. He anymore. needs help. He needs somebody next yes. to him. And I think AD will be healthy for long enough to get them to the playoffs, but I they're playing in the play in to get there. Mine is a very hot take. I think with the former you know, new season, reigning MVP, Jokic. I think the Nuggets will Ooh. be in that spot. I think that is a Ooh, that's a that's like, eight. Yeah, that's that's Miami Heat hot take. That's that's that kind of hot take. That is. Wow. <laughs> that's a real even hot with, take. Even with Jamal Murray yes. coming back. Yes, and that's what I'm. That's exactly what I'm worried about. Is because I don't think he's Michael gonna, Porter Jr. I love Michael Porter Aaron Jr. Gordon. Aaron Gordon. But I don't think. I don't think DeAndre that they'll beat. <laughs> I mean Jordan. I mean Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Uh, no, nah, that's no. Nah. But I don't think it's the same team as last year. I trust me. I love all those players. I do, and I love Jokic. But I don't. I know you. Oh, well. Man, yeah. how fun the Pistons would have been if they would have gotten eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought? Yeah, I thought they, they weren't because the Pacers didn't get him either. So I thought the Thunder were going to trade for him with one of our um, at first picks, number but. seven. I have the team that had the best record in the NBA last year. I have the Phoenix Suns. Um, they got so much drama right now. Drama with Aiton, drama with Booker. I think Chris Paul, for, you season. know, he's 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 been slowly starting to decline. Slowly. And he's still going to be a good point guard, but I just don't think he's he's going to be that guy like he was, you know, a few years ago. And last year he wasn't even that impressive. He just... You can. He's just slowly starting to go downhill, and he's getting up to there in age. Aiton and Monty Williams, they don't agree on everything. You saw that in the playoff game where they got blown out by Dallas at home in Game 7. Devin Booker's it. Devin Booker will – but you can't – Devin Booker's like a two to me, like a guy. You need another guy there with Booker in yeah. order to take you somewhere because Booker's a more catch-and-shoot. He can drive, but his best part about his game is shooting, kind of like Clay Thompson. But Clay Thompson needs his Steph Curry, just like Devin Booker needs yeah. that superstar. I think Phoenix, for as good as they were last year, I think that with all the drama going on, I think that they are the first team to make the play-in. Yeah. Uh, I actually agree. I have Phoenix at seven as well. Uh, the difference is I 
I don't think they make the playoffs, even though they are seven. I think Phoenix will miss the playoffs with all the drama around that team. Yep. Uh, I think New Orleans and I think the Lakers are going to be better and make it over Phoenix or Portland. I would pick the Pelicans over the Suns in a play-in game. Yeah. I don't like the direction the Suns are heading in. I think they're getting pretty they, close. I think they peaked. I think they, they peaked when they went to the f- last year and they went to the finals. But even then last year, yeah. they never looked like the best team. No. Like they never like I never saw them and said, okay, this team's gonna win the finals. And then like you have they one. never they the kind of thing is they were close because I picked a rematch of the of Milwaukee but you, Phoenix. But you saw, we easily could have had Milwaukee. You saw back. that even in round one against the Lakers, or they played the, I think they played the Lakers in round one last year. I think were they so. number one in the West last year? Yes. Did they play Minnesota? That's right. Or was I, that, that Memphis? That's, that's, no, Memphis played Minnesota. Yeah. That's Memphis what, played Minnesota because they were two or, or three. I, I can't remember who they played, but they won in six, and they should have mm-hmm. won. They should have swept the team. I remember that. And I forgot who, who they played. Then they played, played Dallas, and they just got obliterated. By one person. Luka Doncic. By one person. Absolutely obliterated I mean, that that's, franchise. I mean, that's... Next it was series. just him. He took their last it shot at winning just finals. Him, the Suns, but he got to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, the Suns he last is shot to win the, the next Mavericks. LeBron to carry. He's uh, the Mavericks. Yes, at this number, point, your who's your number seven? seven? The Pelicans are my number seven. I think I know of all the drama and slight injuries. They're they're gonna have a rocky start to the season, mm-hmm. but I do think, just like you said, they turn into the Celtics. They have a bounce back after the All Star break. Yeah. They have a bounce back. Zion is out, like you said, out for blood. He he's looked good in preseason. He's looked good in the pro am games that he's played. He's looking like the Zion that we all remember, the one that got drafted, not the overweight, looking like he's just playing Call of yeah. Duty all day. Kyler Murray's gonna start Murray. turning into that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Yeah, this is a. Um, I think we're gonna see a different Zion. I think we're gonna see honestly, this. Another bold take. This could be a Zion MVP season. What? That's a little. He's far. not. He's if not. anything, it's most improved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't think. I think that maybe next year we have to see a year of him where he averages you know north of twenty points a game and gets you ten rebounds. Yeah. He's sure. not my MVP pick of the season, but he could put up those numbers. Let's yeah. real quick, like quickly, Let's get through, through the top six of the East and West. So for the East at six, I have the Hawks. You know, I do think that the Hawks will be good. I do like the addition of DeJounte Murray. I just don't know how that two point guards in one lineup will handle them. Um, John Collins is still there. Clint Capella is still there. I do like their team. I do think that they can make a run. I just realized when it comes to worst teams in the East, I forgot Washington. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot Washington. Uh, Number five, I have the Heat. I think that the Heat, they are still a good team, but they're just a bunch of meh to me. They don't have that. They just don't have that st- super. Wow. They just what? don't have that superstar. They have a star, not a superstar. Yeah. That's fair to say. And that's what you need to win the finals. That's yeah. what you need to make it. Um, at number four, I have a team that made the play in last year. I have Cleveland. The addition of Donovan Mitchell. You I'm know, so jealous. Garland, I'm not gonna lie. I'm so jealous. Garland and Mitchell is going to be such a fun backcourt to watch. You have Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley, Karis Levert. You have Delhi, Matthew Delvadova on the team. I mean, this team has a bench, and this team has a star-studded lineup of young guys. You know, Garland's going to get better. Mobley's going to get better. Allen is going to get a little better. If and, they can gel quick, I'd and, say watch out, Eastern and Conference. Donovan Mitchell is going to get you 25 points a game. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have Boston. Um, there's not much else more to say. I think that Boston is a superior team in the East. 
they made the finals last year. They just came short. And Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, there's not much else I need to say. Number two, Milwaukee, um, Giannis. Giannis and Middleton, Drew Holiday. This team is built for another playoff run. This team is built for the next few years to make it to the finals again and win another finals. Um, and so I have Milwaukee at two. Number one, I have Philly. Um, the 76ers, I mean, Tyrese Maxey is going to get better. You know, James Harden, I do think, will get better. Joel Embiid is going to be the superstar that he is. This team is just really good. This this Philadelphia team is just a star-studded lineup. I think they're going to be the best in the East. Fair. Um, so for me in the East, my six is Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I they could be higher on this list, uh, but I, I I am jealous of the fact that they got Donovan Mitchell. I really wanted him in Miami so bad. It's not even funny. Uh, but like you said, Karis LeVert, you got Evan Mobley, you got Darius Garland, you got just even more pieces. They're so young. Uh, that's a team that the East – This is they're putting together a roster that they can finally win a championship without LeBron eventually down the road. Yep. They, they can be that team, not this year, but for the years to come. And I really love the direction that the Cavs are in. Number five, I got the Brooklyn Nets. I actually think – with Durant, Irving, Simmons actually playing together, if they can actually play together <laughs> for at least half a season, <laughs> I think they will be one of the better teams in the East. Um, they are starting to get older with KD and Kyrie, but they are still those guys. Uh, I think that they're too good to make the play-in this year. Um, I don't know how far they'll make it in the playoffs, but I do think Brooklyn will be a top-six team in the East. Number four, I have Miami. Uh you kind of hit it on the head with Miami, you know. I am a Heat fan, but we don't have that superstar to win, like, a finals or get to the finals. Kyle Lauer is getting older. Jimmy Butler is slowly getting older. And I know Pat Riley is itching to get that superstar. He is. He's that one was of, Donovan Mitchell. It was Donovan, was Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. It was Donovan Mitchell. It was Kevin Durant, Pochum from Brooklyn. They didn't do it. I was willing to give up Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson for one of those guys. Easy. Uh, but, you know. I think we're still a top four team in the East. Doesn't mean we'll go to the finals, but I th- still think we're top four. Three, I agree with Boston at three. Uh, I don't think the Ime Udoka situation will uh, affect them that much. Uh, but I don't know if they're a finals team. I don't know. I love Robert Williams. His presence. Robert Williams' he is, presence. He, he is a difference maker for that for that team. Number two, I got Philly. I got to say, I'm a James Harden hater. I'm prone. I'm called a James Harden hater, and I know I am. But I love the fact that he's willing to take a pay cut to bring yep. more people it's on the team to try and win. Make. That is something that I haven't seen out of him in his career. And Which means he might have, might be that 30 he gained, points He gained score. a little bit of respect that I didn't have for him before for that. Uh, I love the fact that he did that. I think Philly's a dark, like a, a championship contender. Number one, I think, is Milwaukee. I personally think Giannis is the best player in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think Giannis is just so dominant. Chris Middleton is so underrated of a player. Yes. He is arguably the best two. He's the Robin to Giannis. He is Batman. arguably yes. the best two in the league right now. Yeah. He is so he slept you on. 20 points again. Yes. Yes. And some other pieces around Milwaukee, you don't need too much Drew more. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis. Yep. You know, I think, I think it's Milwaukee in the East, number one. It's simple as that. 
My number six is the Nets. I'm sorry. I don't. I like, and I like Ben Simmons. Good defender, good rebounds. He'll get you 10. Honestly, he'll do 10, 10, and 10. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, maybe four blocks a game, which is what you need because he's, he is at his best, one of the best defenders in the league. But he can't shoot for crap. And we know that. We've seen that. I just seen a video and it was windy and it went wide left. And I was like, okay. But, anyways. I need them to play together. It can't be the KD show every year. Right. If they're not playing together, I, I think they're, they're good enough to be a six if they can't play all year together, but they need to be together. And number five, I have the Miami Heat. It's because of Tyler Hero. I, he needs to prove it to me that he's worth that much money. If he's yep. not putting up numbers that make him worth that extension, you have to look elsewhere, and I hate that. Number four, I have the Cavs. That <laughs> adding Donovan Mitchell, their preseason. I know it's just preseason, but they're looking good. And from the he he's already fitting in. It seems like he wants to make Cleveland his home. I don't know why, but Cleveland's such a sick city, bro. Don't I know. mess with Cleveland. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, I'm just, I've only driven through Cleveland. Mistake on the lake. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> But I do like the Cavs as the four. My three is the 76ers. I think they're good enough to make it there. My number two is actually the Bulls. I really <laughs> like this Bulls team. I do. I do. I think they're they're capable. At what spot did you say? The two. Ooh. You. Ooh. Okay. That 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 that's bold. That is. <clears throat> all right. All right. That is nacho cheese Dorito bold. <laughs> <laughs> bold nacho cheese flavor. But my absolute number one, I agree with Logan. It's the Bucks. I I can't see a team better in the East than the Bucks. I'm there's no team that even comes close. I think maybe the 76ers, but the they have all the pieces. Mm. It's not just a Giannis show. Right. So we, that is my six for the East. We have like less than 10 minutes. So do you want to run through the West? I wanna, no, we already ran. Did we already run through no, the West? No, we didn't do the no, six. We oh, we didn't even do the West. So we're going to quickly go through the West. And then I wanted to get in all the awards for the year. Finals, finals MVP. All right. So. Number six, I have Dallas. Um, I just think that with Luka, your team always has a chance to make the playoffs. Number five, Memphis. John Morant. Not much else more to say. Number four, Denver. Um, I think that with the addition of having Jamal Murray back, um, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and, of course, the Joker, you have a playoff team. Number three, I have Minnesota. I'm really high on this team. I think that this team could have four guys averaging 20 points a game. Rudy Gobert is a defensive player of the year candidate every year. You got Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards can get better, and D'Lo will get you. It was an underrated point guard. I think this team is going to be a top three team in the West. Number two, L.A., the Clippers. Um, Kawhi Leonard's back. Paul George is back. They have John Wall, who I think is washed, but I think he still can be a solid point guard, kind of like Kyle Lowry. Um, and this team is deep, like bench-wise. This team has players all over the place. And number one, Golden State. And there's not much else I have to say about that. I mean, it's it's Jordan Poole. It's Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, yeah. Draymond right. Green. I mean, I don't really have to say You don't much. have to. Exactly. Uh Number six, I have Minnesota. Uh, I think that they are, like, 
really, really starting to grow into who they should, couldn't, can become. Number five, I like Memphis. John Morant got that dog in him. Simple as that. Number four, I have Denver as well. Uh, Jokic and their whole team, they have always been like a sleeper NBA Finals pick for the last like four or five years. I think there's a possibility they could get there this year. Uh, number three, Dallas Mavericks. Luka, absolute Absolute offensive juggernaut of a player. He is just so good on offense, it's not even funny. Number two, I like the Warriors to be two, and I like the Clippers to be number one. I think if Kawhi and PG are healthy for a whole season, you get that team for a whole season healthy, I think Clippers can be number one in the West. You get that how they were top three in the West a few years ago. Yeah. They just were bad last year because they had nobody. Yeah. Number one, OKC. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Probably not. Maybe a play-in, but there's there's a hope. No. I know. I know. <laughs> I can't name one player besides Gideon Gilgis Alexander on that team. You don't like Dort? Lugent's Dort? <laughs> anyway. Ba- for, Baylor legend. I, I was going to say him a do Diallo, but last I knew he was on Detroit. Yeah, he's, he's on the Pistons. Because he won no. a dunk contest like in 2018. <laughs> yep. uh, number six, I got the Timberwolves. Solid six team. I mean... They're they're good. Carl Anthony. That's Town. a team I think can make a run in the postseason. I, I mean, really do. Towns will. Towns I think is in the com- if he puts up the numbers conversation MVP. I don't think he wins MVP this season, but he could be in like named. He could have the odds. Number five, the Suns. They're not good enough to be a top four team. No. I mean, you guys have them barely making it. I I don't even have them. I have them in the yeah. plan. I don't think they make playoffs. Exactly. No, I don't. I'm not high on them at all. I'm not high on them either, which is why I put them at five. Number four, I have the Mavericks, <laughs> just because it's the Lucas show. Put someone else on the team. Have them. He, he's starting to be LeBron. He's carrying the Mavericks, which you don't want. He's He's basically playing every position. Uh, number three, I have the Clippers. This roster is deep with talent. I don't see how they're not a number three. The Clippers, if they're not a number three seed, I'd be surprised. Number two, I have the Grizzlies. John Morant. I mean, and you had them number two last year. To be fair, did I? No, I'm saying oh. Memphis was number two last year. Oh yeah, I in forgot. the West. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like if we did picks last year, I'd have to go back and listen. I probably we didn't. Oh. We were already in the playoffs by that point. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, anyways, and then number one, Warriors. Yeah. All right, so then let's run through our MVPs. Who's making the finals? Who's winning the finals? Finals MVP. And then quickly run through the other awards. You can go first. I think Milwaukee makes the finals. I think Milwaukee comes out the East. I think Giannis is too good. And in the West, that man, Luka Doncic, I think he'll take the Dallas Mavericks to the NBA Finals. But I think Milwaukee is too good of a team. I think I got Milwaukee in six. Giannis wins Finals MVP, his second one. I have the Bucks Warriors making it in the Finals. I have the Warriors winning a Game 7. This is a Game 7 series. I don't think that they completely crushed the Bucks. You're not going to crush that team unless they're filled with injuries. You can't. The Bucks are just too good to die. <laughs> so... I have the, the Warriors winning Game 7, and I have Curry getting another M- Finals MVP award. I have Philadelphia coming out of the East. I think that this team has just gotten better. I think they're just going to keep on getting better. And I think that it's just a matter of time before they finally take that step. Um, and 
be surprised who I have out of the West. I've been I've been high on this team oh. ever since they made the trade. Um, I think that they have the best starting four, starting five in the league. They have four of the best players in the league. Minnesota. I think the Timberwolves, I, I really do think that they can make a run and make the finals. I think that with adding that was my a, de- a, a defensive stud in Rudy Gobert, yeah, you know, Anthony Edwards is going to be a stud. D'Lo is going to give you 20 points a night. And Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, what's not to like about this team? This team's fun. I think that, that this team's going to be a great team to watch. I think they're going to win north of 52 games. Um, I do think Philadelphia does win the finals, though. Um, I think that their run will come. I think in the end, um, Philly will win in six. I think Joel Embiid wins finals MVP. Well done. That's that. That's a that's a pick. Oh, jeez. Uh, I watched Minnesota go forty-two. So, <laughs> forty-two and forty. All right, we got like two minutes. All Let's right. quickly go through these season awards. Season awards. All right. Rookie of the year. I like Jabari Smith. I think he was the best player in the draft this year. You could argue Jaden Ivey. You could argue Paolo Boncaro. But I personally think Jabari Smith was the best of those three. I personally think Ivey's taking it. I. I I, it's a toss-up between those three, really. To me, those are the three best in the draft class. So, honestly, I don't mind if any of them win, but my pick is Ivy. Jaden Ivy, go Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive player of the year, Giannis. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Most improved player, Anthony Edwards. That's a tough decision for me. You Most know improved? I'm going to go with Zion. I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. That's a solid pick. Sixth man of the year, Jordan Poole. Mine was going to be Tyler Hero if he's not starting. Back-to-back Tyler Hero. Yes. (laughs) If he's not starting, Hero's sixth man of the year. And I love Poole. Go Michigan. Coach of the year, Jason Kidd. Ooh. Let's go with the easy pick. Um, Doc Rivers. Steve Kerr. Okay. MVP. Luca. Luca. Steph Curry wins it. I think oh. Steph I think I think Steph I think this is the year Steph Curry gets both the finals MVP and regular season MVP. I think I don't think he's slowing down anytime soon. And I think if the Warriors win again this season, it's gonna be because he had an MVP season. Well then. We're gonna call that a wrap on That's this episode. That's your predictions of the NBA season. Go pitch. everyone enjoy. Go Thunder. It's NBA tip-off tonight. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of Ball Beats Podcast. How, and I'll let you know how the Thunder did. They and they will, they'll probably lose. Take care, people. Peace out. See ya.